It can be a very difficult thing to determine when and how to leave a relationship. So I want to focus on a few things today that can apply to most people. But I do want to keep a couple things into consideration. This episode generally focuses on dysfunctional relationships or unhappy relationships. And I want people to understand the difference between a dysfunctional relationship or an unhappy relationship and an abusive relationship or toxic relationship. A relationship that's dysfunctional or unhappy is a relationship that doesn't work well. This can mean that people made a legitimate effort to have a good relationship and it simply didn't work out for various reasons. A toxic or abusive relationship is a damaging relationship. In that type of relationship, people get hurt. Since in this episode, I'm not really addressing toxic or abusive relationships, I would like to say something about those types of relationships. Two in particular. First, I want to say something about abusive relationships. Leaving an abusive relationship is probably one of the most complicated things for someone to do. In many cases, people don't even know that they're in an abusive relationship. They know something feels wrong, but they don't know why. It's important to understand that it's not that simple to leave an abusive relationship. And that's because in an abusive relationship, many things happen. A codependent relationship gets formed, or the abuser creates an environment or a system in which it makes it very difficult for the abused person to leave that relationship. So in that case, the topic of an abusive relationship would require its own episode. The bottom line is that if you're in an abusive relationship, get out if you can. There is no justifiable reason for anyone to be abused in a relationship. Get your help, get support, and get out as soon as you can. The second category I do want to touch on a little bit is infidelity. It's not automatic that a person leaves their partner if their partner has been unfaithful. Some people can learn how to forgive or to value their relationships again, and other people can't. It's an entire process. Unfortunately, in my practice, I have dealt with this a lot. If you choose to leave a relationship where your partner cheated on you, just know that it's something you have to own. You're the one that has to determine for yourself if you can live in that kind of relationship or not. If you know for a fact that you will not be happy for the rest of your life living with a person who was unfaithful to you, then there's your answer. If you believe the relationship is worth a shot, then give it an honest effort, but there's a right way to go about it. So, assuming that you're not in an abusive relationship, let's talk about dysfunctional or unhappy relationships. And in this type of relationship, there may have been infidelity. So I'd like to make a point as to why people stay in dysfunctional or unhappy relationships to begin with. There are three primary things that I notice in my practice in dealing with people staying in a dysfunctional relationship. The first thing I notice is attachment driven by insecurity. When you're attached to a person, and that attachment is driven by insecurity. It can mean that your partner fulfills an insecure need of yours. It could also mean that you feel secure in the relationship because you don't know what a dysfunctional relationship looks like. You may have come from previous relationships, whether in your family or other partners, that were so dysfunctional or even abusive that an abusive relationship now doesn't seem so bad. Keep this in mind. Just because something is not as bad as it used to be doesn't mean that it's not bad. If you're attached to a person because of an insecurity, it could also be a financial insecurity. Sometimes people stay in relationships because they can't afford being on their own, or they don't have another option. The second reason that I can think of as to why people stay in unhealthy relationships, it's because they're being lied to. 
a person came in presenting themselves as something they were not. And they could have pretended or played this role for several months, maybe even up to a year. And then they switched. The person you thought you had is no longer there. This is a form of manipulation. I like to say that that was their representative, but it was not them. If you find yourself in a relationship where you thought you had a good person, and then they switched, they became someone else, and you think to yourself, somewhere in there is the person that I fell in love with. Somewhere in there is that person that they used to be. The reality might be is that this is who they are. Another form of being manipulated or lied to is that your partner is not fulfilling their role as a partner. That two people come together and have a general or good agreement as to what their relationship needs to look like. And one person decides that they're not going to fulfill that role, either because they're selfish or because fundamentally they never believed in those roles. This is the person that says we're in this together. And then when it comes down to it, they're not. And the third reason that I feel that people stay in a relationship in which they're unhappy is that they might not realize that they're not a good fit. Just because you like someone or you care about someone doesn't mean that they're a good fit for you. In essence, you're trying to force something that is not supposed to be. Some people don't like the idea of failing. If you committed years of your life into a relationship and you know deep in your gut that it's not right, internally you don't want to feel like a failure, so you stay or you do everything you possibly can to make it work, knowing that it's not intended to work. You feel like you can't be yourself in that relationship. You find yourself wishing that your partner was someone that they're not. And you can work really hard on accommodating to them. Or you might even work at having them accommodate to you, but it just doesn't fit. And it doesn't come from a bad place. It's not that your partner is a bad person or that they have bad intentions. It's just that they're not built that way. In these relationships, you find yourself clicking with other people a lot better than you click with your partner. And that's just not fair for the both of you. And those relationships can be very, very difficult to leave because you genuinely care about the person. So when thinking about leaving a relationship, always keep in mind the concept of security. Security is one of our primary drivers as human beings. And it'll keep us in a relationship that's unhealthy, simply because in some cases it's the lesser of two evils. If I leave this uncertain relationship here, or this unstable relationship, what's on the other side is even worse. So it can hold us down. Or we're simply afraid of what's on the other side. We're afraid of the unknown. In that sense, you kind of tell yourself, this is what I know. I'm used to it. I know what to expect. Fear of the unknown is greater than your dissatisfaction in your relationship. It might feel that you feel lost without that current partner. There are some couples that have been together for a very long time, and they've done a lot together. But just because you went through a lot doesn't necessarily mean that the relationship was meant to last. Keep in mind that I also consider that sometimes people don't know what a healthy relationship should look like. I often hear people say that they tolerate unhealthy relationships because relationships have problems. It's suggesting that relationships and problems go hand in hand. I don't necessarily agree with that at face value. I'll put it like this. If a couple is working toward a mutual connection, if they are genuinely functioning as a team, but they're working on finding out what works best for them, how to communicate best, how to split up responsibilities, what are the rituals that they would like to have in their relationship? That can create conflict. And that's normal growth conflict. That type of conflict simply means that we're working on something. And working on it can be tough sometimes. And sometimes we stall and sometimes we progress. But we're heading in the same direction. Conflict from an unhealthy or disconnected relationship 
genuinely feels like we're not even on the same team. It's people pulling in opposite directions. In these type of unhealthy relationships, there's a disconnect. And in some cases, there's a lack of respect toward each other. It's where people simply don't value each other enough to work on the relationship or don't connect enough to make that relationship work. It's important that we understand the difference between a relationship that is working towards something and a relationship that's simply not working. Don't make the mistake of assuming that every relationship has problems and therefore it's okay to tolerate problems. So when working on how to pull away from an unhealthy relationship, I wanna break it up into different categories. The first group is the young relationship. These are people who have been dating for about six months, maybe even up to a year. These are the people who are still in the getting to know each other phase and they know they like each other and would like to create something, but they know it's not necessarily a good fit. If a young relationship feels chaotic, you have moments where it's really, really good and then you have moments where it's really, really bad, if there are too many red flags, or if you feel like you're giving up too much of yourself early on in the relationship, leave as soon as you can. Young relationships are not supposed to feel that difficult. The honeymoon phase is supposed to feel nice because you're getting to know each other. And after the honeymoon phase is where people make an agreement that they want to work on learning how to be a couple together. If you're already experiencing a lot of problems early on in the relationship, intense emotions, intense arguments, intense disagreements, that's your cue to leave. If you're staying in that relationship because that person fulfills an unhealthy need, work on yourself. It takes courage to leave a relationship. And regardless what phase you're in in the relationship, you will have to have a moment of courage or many moments of courage. So keep that in mind. The next group to me is the group that has invested a lot into our relationship. These are the couples who have been together for years. You've invested a lot of time in this relationship and you've adjusted your life to be in this relationship. If you're not seeing the progress that you would like to see in this kind of relationship, assess whether you need help finding solutions. If you truly care about your partner and your partner truly cares about you, seek help. It could be a useful tool for people who truly care about each other to seek professional help, to help them through the gridlock. However, if you're in a long-term relationship that hasn't progressed the way you would like, or you simply don't feel satisfied in the relationship, I would encourage that you first do some soul searching. Be honest with yourself. When we're in these long-term relationships and we've invested a lot of time, we create stories. We like to tell ourselves that it's a work in progress, that we see changes. We like to hold on to hope because we've invested a lot of ourselves or because we truly care about this person. To be honest with yourself simply means to take a good look and tell the truth about how you honestly feel about being in this relationship. If you're not happy or haven't been happy for a long time, then start pulling away. Relationships are supposed to feel good. I don't believe that the initial love that we create for each other goes away through time. That's a myth. It'll go away if you didn't know how to work at the relationship or if you realize that this person was not a good match for you or not a good person for you. Healthy couples and healthy relationships get better through the years. The bond gets stronger. The love grows bigger. If you're not seeing that, if you're not progressing, if you feel that the relationship is stagnant, the first step would be to be honest with yourself. And then the next step would be to start considering what your life might look like outside of that relationship. And with that comment, I do want to make it clear that I do not encourage anyone to start a relationship outside of their current relationship. 
If you're feeling so suffocated or lost in your current relationship that you feel that you want to start other relationships, do what you have to do and end this relationship first. It's not fair for anyone to step out of a relationship. The concept of taking ownership over how you feel means that you put less ownership on your partner for not being the person you need in your life and you put ownership in yourself for knowing what you want out of life and taking responsibility for it. When we're able to make these tough choices in life, I genuinely believe that we suffer less as people. We stop expecting people to give us something that they were not built to give and we learn to find those people who better match us. Get over the notion that leaving a relationship means that you have failed. That simply means that you want to protect your ego. You don't want to feel like a failure. The unfortunate reality for some people is that you were meant to be in that relationship because at some point in your life you needed a person like that. You may have outgrown them. They may have outgrown you. Then the next group that I think about is the highly committed couple. The highly committed couple is the couple who have created most of what they have together. These are people who have been together for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years. They might have kids, own property. Their life routine completely revolves around the family that they've created with their partner. This is probably one of the toughest ones. The reason it's extremely tough to leave these relationships is because your life revolves around that relationship. It's as if you've created something your entire life and then you have to walk away from it. The idea of starting all over is just way too big for many people. So I really cannot judge people for staying in long-term relationships. Another important reason is people's faith. When people make a commitment to a partner, if you got married and you got married through the church, your faith might tell you that you can't leave, that you have to do everything possible to make it work. Even if somewhere deep down inside you feel like it's not going to, or you're not going to get out of that relationship what you were hoping, if your faith is that strong, it can hold you into that relationship longer than you would like to. And again, I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that. It's a legitimate reason for many people. When you've been in a relationship for a very long time and have kids or a family or have constructed an entire life around this partner, there's a lot of hope to repair that relationship. Especially if that partner is not necessarily a horrible person. It's easier to justify leaving a person who's abusive or who is horrible to you. But if your partner is not necessarily a bad person or an abusive person, it complicates things because then you feel like you're the one who's breaking up a family. If you have a partner who was not able to fulfill their part of the agreement of being a partner, you're put in an unfair situation. You have to make the decision to break the family apart, to make important changes. You know it's the right thing to do, but it fundamentally feels unfair because you realize that you were not the one who created the problems. It could have been your partner, but you carry the weight of being the person that has to say, this is over. Even if a person has hurt you, I wouldn't blame someone for having genuine emotion and compassion for their partner, especially a person that you've been with for a very long time. It's okay to care about a person that you don't see as a partner anymore, because it's okay to love someone for who they are, even though you realize that they're not meant for you. If in your gut you know that this is not where you want to be, I would also advise you to take ownership over where you're at. But then consider the concept of leaning away from the relationship. 
To lean away just means that I'm taking gradual steps away from the relationship. One of the first things that you do is that you let go of some expectations of the relationship. The second you start letting go of some expectations of the relationship, it allows you to focus on who you want to be as a person within that relationship. As you pull away from the expectations, you start regaining your sense of self. Discover again who you are. When we have spent years and years working on repairing or creating a relationship that is not working, we lose ourselves. Get yourself back in a healthy way. That doesn't mean to be reckless. It means to go back to who you are as a person, do the things that you love, talk to the people you want to talk to, experience things that you would like to experience, be the person you want to be. That might mean that you're going to have to rediscover yourself because you had to become someone else in order to survive in this current relationship. This takes a long time, and your partner's going to notice you pulling away, and that could be very threatening to that person. So you'll have to be very careful and tactful about how you maneuver this move. In some cases, a partner might be blindsided. They might have no idea that you're pulling away from the relationship. They realize that the relationship has problems, but they don't see it as a reason for ending a relationship. They figure that that's how relationships are. But there are those cases where the partner knows that the relationship is not good. And they anticipate the end of this relationship, or at least a change in the relationship. Leaning away from a long-term relationship can take a very long time. If you've spent many years protecting the relationship, and almost presenting a facade of what the relationship is, that means to the outside world you've painted a picture about your family that says everything is fine. So the second you decide to pull away, you might look like you're doing something wrong. But that will be because some people do not know the truth about your relationship. Gradually start confiding in people. Don't just complain about your relationship. Gradually start letting people know what you intend to do, because you will need the support. Understand that it could take a few years for you to reestablish yourself. I have found it very difficult to judge a person that stays in an unhealthy relationship especially when they've invested their entire life to that relationship. Not everybody can land on their feet. Not everybody has the support that they need to move forward. And not everybody is strong enough to move forward on their own. And in many cases, partners make it nearly impossible for you to leave. When you lean away from the relationship, you do it in steps, gradually putting together the impression of what the next step in your life is going to look like. Be ready to be consistent, be ready to be firm, and be ready to have support. Once you have let go of expectations, and after you've worked on yourself a little bit, you want to make it very clear to your partner that you have no intentions of staying or working in the relationship anymore. This will create tension. And if you're the kind of person who's afraid of conflict or who avoids conflict, work with a therapist or have somebody with you Because I understand that for those of you who avoid conflict, letting somebody know how you honestly feel can be a very scary thing. Practice what you're going to say. Practice staying firm. Do your best not to get caught up in the other person's emotions. Stay firm with your message. Know your message and be consistent with it. When done right, you can start living the life that you choose to live. If you're fortunate enough to have good supportive people in your life, Count your blessings and lean on them. Ultimately, what I'm getting at is that if you're not satisfied with the person that you are or you have become in a relationship, that relationship might not be for you. 
make your best efforts first. Make sure that those efforts are healthy, not destructive. And remember the word courage. It takes courage to leave an unhealthy relationship. I hope this information was helpful. If you know somebody who could benefit from this podcast, please send it to them. If you have any thoughts or questions, find me on Instagram at The Male Therapist Perspective. Otherwise, thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.